Hey, Husky fans. Welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast from Sports Illustrated at Husky Maven. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jake. And we're like Copper and Todd. Copper and Todd. Mm-hmm. Now, we're stuck at home with our children. So think of movies that we've been watching a lot of. Fox Hound. Yes. Way to go. <laughs> Let's go. Today, we got an interview with... 2020 inside linebacker recruit Carson Bruner from Redmond, Washington. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Carson, what are your measurables right now? Yeah, uh, so I'm about 6'2", 210 pounds right now. Uh, I was a little bit lighter during the season. Uh, I was bulked up for a little bit before the season um, and then got the flu and a bunch of that stuff. So I lost like through all that, I lost 20 pounds. So I was like down to 193. So I was like, uh oh. So slowly been starting to put it on. And now, especially with all the quarantine and staying home, I've been able to just kind of like start eating more healthy and all that and uh, just kind of working out like on my own. So I've been able to gain, gain a little bit of good weight here. Have you ran a 40? Yeah. Yeah. So we had a uh, time 40s during, um, like our combine for just like our team and all that. And I got clocked at a four, five, nine. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah. How are you staying in shape during the shelter in place in the state of Washington? You know, uh, it's kind of like good and bad. Like the good thing is it's a lot more now, like kind of like relaxing. Like I don't have all this to do and things to like stress about and all that. But at the same time, it's almost like being on house arrest because like, you're not really able to go many places. I haven't seen a lot of my friends in a long time. So, like, we've been talking over, like, Xbox and just kind of, like, FaceTime and all that. But it's definitely not the same. Um, but another, I would say, just good part about it is, like, fast food and all that. Like, I'm not going out as much. So, uh, I'm more staying home. So, able to eat a little bit more healthier, which is definitely a good thing for me. You got a... Uh... You got a you got a home gym set up. You're able to get lifts in every day. Uh, we have a, a game room and we have like some weights and all that in there, um, and like some bands and stuff like that. So we kind of do that, and then we have a treadmill down the garage. So, so not 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 much, but it, it is what it is. And work what you got with. So absolutely, yeah. Get them burpees in. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. When did you start playing football? Uh, so I started when I was six, uh, when I lived down in Houston, um, and that was five. And my first year of tackle football was when I was seven. Um, so I played two years there and then moved here, uh, to Redmond and then played another two years of flag just cause in Houston, they, they push you to play tackle a lot sooner than, than here. So, uh, played two years of flag here and then started tackle again, um, and have played ever since. Do you think flag football helped you with uh, making sure that you know how to tackle in today's day and age with wrapping her up and uh, getting your head out of the tackle area? Um, huh. Honestly, a little bit, just because, like, with flag, it's, like, you can't really, like, really truck anyone, like, and if you try it, then you get a penalty, and, like, there's no, like, stiff arms and all that, because uh, my little brother plays, so I'm always at his games kind of watching to kind of, like, 
makes me refresh and remember when when I was playing out there. Um, but it's definitely good because it's like gets the makes you get really close to them because the flags are just dangling on your side, so you have to get on their hip or whatever. So um, I would say almost yeah, like just having to get close to the the ball carrier and it's like you can't tackle him so you got to like really like break down like or else you're just gonna get saw so i i think it does and and when did you realize that you could probably play at a higher level than just high school football um i probably realized that after my sophomore year of high school um and that's when the uh university of oregon offered me um and that came out of complete shock to me uh because I like I knew I had like a pretty good year and all that. Obviously, my dream was to go on to the next level and play Division One football. Um, but there's still like part of me that I was like just kind of like sitting there. I'm like, ah, I don't know, like I don't know if I'm good enough and all that. Like obviously, I had to have confidence in myself. But as a young sophomore, first year of varsity, I was like, okay, like I got a lot more to develop. Like all my friends were telling me, they're like, oh, dude, like you're you're gonna go. But I just like didn't want to get too cocky with all that. But then right when Oregon offered, I was. It was it was a big sigh of relief because then I knew that like everything I've done up to that point um, was actually starting to pay off and that like I do have a chance and all that. So it was definitely a big relief after that happened. When Oregon offered you, were you already a star pro- uh, prospect? And and what were you? Um, are you saying like position wise and all that, or were you you rated like a three star three star linebacker right now, right? Yeah. Were were you already a three-star linebacker when Oregon offered you or was that not a not were you not one yet? I I'm not even sure. I honestly I didn't even follow up with a I didn't even like start really checking uh like my ratings and all that until probably after like Cal offered. That I think that was my third offer. And that's when I was like really starting to check on like what what they rated me and all that. And like I didn't really want to pay too much attention to that just like just to see everyone ahead of me and be like oh like like just get all pissed about that but um yeah I'm, I'm not even sure if I was really rated beforehand uh when Oregon offered me uh, yeah I'm not sure after you got those first offers what were the things that the coaches were telling you that uh they saw in you that made you such a good prospect a lot of uh like they, they definitely mentioned a good amount of things when I was talking to them um but one thing that definitely stuck out is just kind of like my ability to get to the ball. Um, and obviously I'm, I feel like, and I've talked to a lot of the coaches and I'm definitely more of a undersized inside linebacker. Cause most of them nowadays are six, two, six, three, and they're already like two thirty um, as a junior two thirty five as a senior in high school. And I'm here at two ten. but um, what I use that to my advantage is just like my speed and quickness and trying to like, just being able to get through blocks instead of taking everything on thick, um, just kind of like maneuver through and all that. And just my ability to get to the ball and just replays uh, faster than most people can. So yeah, that, that's, what, that's one thing they hit on. Now playing the linebacker position is really hard because not only do you have to diagnose where the play is going, you also have to take the correct routes and sometimes shoot the correct gaps. Now, how long did that take you to understand all that so you could react? But not only that, but how does it help you figure out what angle to take against different opponents? Yeah, it's al- almost, it's, it's crazy. But like, once you, once you do it enough and like just do practice and games and all that, it almost just like 
become instincts and like you just don't you don't even think about it um but like definitely like with the basics and like um when you are I guess thinking about it is like with the plays um because we we had two inside linebackers on our team um for some of the year but then we also had just me at the middle and then two outside that kind of played um almost head up on the tackle um so I was really big like a to a gap player on both sides um so I just really was responsible for the middle um and I guess like one of the number one things as a inside linebacker is just watch your guard it's you're you you got you got responsibility on your one guard and um he he brings you to the ball every single time uh he tells you if it's a run tells you if it's a pass so first step always forward and then you're just kind of watching the guard and uh if he pulls then you're going to the way he's pulling and all that and then uh you know inside shoulder out and you got to stay on that near hip cuz if you don't then you can be screwing up uh, your other teammates uh just just based on how they're pursuing to the ball so, but I, I, after that, it's almost just instinct and you just got to react. Only a few plays, like after one or two tackles and just kind of seeing how he moves, um, I, I catch on to those things pretty fast. Um, and one kid was, uh, who do we play? Um, I'm blanking on the team. Squalicum. They had a, I'm pretty sure he was a sophomore, uh, possibly junior running back, but he was a stud player. And we haven't really we didn't prepare for him. We didn't see him before uh, first game of the season. We didn't really have that much film on him. Um, and he was, he was a tank, like run kids over juke and everyone, but um, it definitely only took me a few plays just to kind of like see what he's capable of um, just to be able to kind of read and react and uh, kind of point out his weaknesses um, to excel in my game and get him down. And and what are some of the things that you think you need to work on before you step onto campus? Um, definitely. Um, well, the, the major thing is size with me. Uh, I just need to keep putting on that good way. I, I can't be putting on fat and all that just because I'm going to end up losing it. But um, just p- keep putting on good weight because to be able to compete against offensive linemen at the next level where almost all of them are 300 pounds, it's, you, you got to be able to hold your hold your ground. Um, and then also one thing, um, well, just like more like practice wise, when I get there, uh, one thing I'm definitely going to be kind of focused on is, uh, one tendency I have, uh, as a linebacker and just kind of like during the play, just cause I'm not really thinking about it that much is I tend to hop. So one thing is like, you're always supposed to have one foot on the ground just to be able to make those cuts and, uh, react. Uh, but me, when I'm kind of like reading plays, I'll go and leave both my feet just for a split second, just kind of like hop and then go. Um, and that's one thing that uh, Coach Gregory and I, as a linebacker coach there at UW, have talked about. And um, we're sure that once it comes, um, once I get there and start practicing and all that, then that's definitely going to be one thing that we're going to focus on. That's really interesting because as a baseball coach, what we want our kids to do is to actually have both feet in the air at the point of contact when the ball hits the bat. So the defensive players are able to react with their hips quicker. But I guess that's not the same as if you're a linebacker because you have to be able to extend forward instead of uh, reacting to go backwards. Yes. And obviously, with yeah, with all the chaos going on, too, because you can have a lineman coming to block you blindside and you have no idea. And if you're <laughs> both feet are off the ground right when you land, if he's right there, you don't have time to get out of the way of that or take him on. Um, so by keeping one foot on the ground, you're able to kind of like see everything and then react 
whenever uh, you know what to do, basically. So, When an offensive coordinator is looking at your film, what do you think scares him the most about your game? I, I think my ability to get to the ball. Uh, just be able to kind of like read and react plays um, a lot faster than others can and just fly into the football. Because uh, one thing that definitely stuck out to me, and I, and I said it earlier um, on a – someone like uh, gave me a few questions. I think it was like last year or whatever, and I hit on this. And uh, I was talking to my old coach about it. Um, but during my sophomore year, my, our head coach, Coach Rimkiss, uh, it was after my first varsity football game. And I go and I, always, I, I thought I did like really good and all that. Uh, like super proud of how I did. I think I got like 10 tackles and I was like, wow, like, that's awesome and all that. Um, but he went and he was kind of like in charge of the linebackers and he was gives us grades after each uh, game. And if you're like zero or like a negative, like one or two, um, then like you did pretty well. And then positive is like the first, first team, all league, like kind of like stuff like that. Uh, and I looked and I got, I think he put me down at a negative like twenty something, oh. and I was and I was sitting there and I was like, super confused. I was like, what? Like, and and I went to my friend's cabin that weekend. So and we didn't have anything over the weekend. So I'm I'm sitting there the whole weekend like wondering. I'm like, well, how did I like? I thought like in my head I did amazing and all that, um, or did pretty well. But to get, like, a negative 20, I was like, what, what's going on? So then finally when I talked to him, um, he was like, you loafed. And of course, and I was like, well, like, on, like, which plays? Like, what do you mean? And, like, uh, their definition of a loaf is, like, when you're going in, you're kind of like a ha- – like, just kind of going half speed and not running full speed all the time or, like, changing, changing speed throughout um, to, like, catch down or get down someone. Um, and he said, I loafed a few times, and each loaf was negative seven. So I'm like, oh God! Uh, so right, right after that, that just kind of like hit on me. And every single game before the game, I um, would literally say to myself, "I'm like, all right, no loafing." In every single play, I'm like, I'm full speed every single time. Um, and I think that definitely just kind of started building habits in me, just to go full speed and until the whistle blows and just get into the football as fast as I can. So that 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 yeah yeah. yeah. Exactly. The Rams used to do that when uh, when they were making their Super Bowl run. They they'd hand out kind of similar like loaf points for their defensive players anytime that they didn't go full speed toward you know chasing the ball down, and and like Trevor said, I think that's a great coaching tactic. Oh yeah. Uh, your your dad famously played tight end for the University of Washington. Did you kind of cut off of his cloth and play a little bit of offense as well, or did you play any other positions at at in high school? Yeah, so in high school, I, I bounced around a lot on uh, offense on that. Ma- mainly um, uh, on defense, I just stick that inside linebacker. Um, that was just my main position. I always I was talking to our head coach, uh, Coach Aaron's, a little bit, and I was like, just kind of talking with him. I'm like, hey, like, what about like for, if we can put in like a little package and like get me at like defensive end? Because I just we, we I started being able to play that a little bit uh, scout team on defense during practice. And I just loved it. And I was like, it was awesome. So I was, of course, trying to convince him for that. But he's like, nope, you're, you're staying. We're not moving you. Um, but on offense, I played, uh, let's see, sophomore year, I was a fullback, mainly the whole entire year. Uh, junior year, I was a tight end until the last, I think, two games. And then they moved me to running back. Um, and then all of senior year, I was 
running back, but then uh, I would also play slot and wide out receiver. Um, and then I got I got to get in at one play at QB because uh, our quarterback um, got his helmet knocked off. So he had to st- step out for a play. But, of course, I, I wasn't able to throw the ball. They just kind of ran it. But we had a few trick <laughs> plays where I, was, where I was able to throw the ball a few times. And I think I, I, think I was 100% completion uh, when I threw it. So I, I was pretty happy about that. And then uh, for special teams, I, I was the punter. Um, and then I kicked off a little bit as well. You throw any touchdowns? Uh, I threw it. Oh wait, no. I, I think it was my second ever varsity touchdown. I, it was a fake punt, and I threw it from like the I think forty yard line or something uh, into the back of the end zone. And our other and this was when I was a sophomore. Uh, and our other sophomore um, stud, uh, Matthew Janetsky, he's going. He's playing at uh, PLU. Uh, but he went completely just moss a dude for his first touchdown. So <laughs> I, I, I threw, yeah, I threw one for that. Um, and then, but like this last year, I was able to throw a pass to my brother um, on like kind of like an end around, um, little like pitch to pitch to a pass. So I hit him on that, and then, um, but I don't think I threw a touchdown this year. No. Did you catch any touchdowns? Uh, yeah, yeah, I caught a few here and there. So in the end, why UW? It's it, honestly, it just it just felt like home for me. Um, both kind of like both of my visits, um, coaching staff, the players, um, basically everyone there. Just it like they just treated me uh, as well as like my family just very well. Um, and it's just it's it's honestly been a childhood dream of mine to go and play at the next level, especially. Um, get an opportunity to play at the University of Washington. And during the whole entire recruiting process, Washington was always in the back of my because they were the last one to offer me. Um, and th- they were all just always in the back of my head. Just I'm like, okay, like, what if they offer? Like, what am I going to do? And obviously, I, like, everyone in our whole family was like, okay, well, if they offer, he's going there. Um, <laughs> but I, I just kind of wanted to, like, make sure that it, even if they did offer, that I would take a visit, um, which I did before, um, and I needed to make sure that it was truly like the right place. And obviously since it was a dream of mine, both my parents went there. Um, both my sisters are there right now. Aunt was there, uncle, uh, cousins there right now. So it's like, it's a family school and that definitely like helps out in making the decision. Cause it's close to home. It's a 20, 20, 25 minute drive over. Um, so that, that's definitely a good part of it, but just making sure that it fit me. Um, was like big for me just because I've visited a lot of schools uh, throughout the country and a lot of them I loved and a few of them I was a little bit iffy on Um, but UW definitely stood out to me the most out of all those schools and just kind of felt like the most at home for me and where I could fit the best. So your dad going there wasn't your final selling point you had to you had to go and fall in love with the school all by yourself I mean obviously Exactly. Family going there was a big deal for you, but that wasn't your final selling point, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, I de- definitely with my dad playing there and uh, being like a Husky legend, all that definitely helped out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, but to say that it was all that is would be lying because um, I definitely like and my parents were really good about this throughout the whole entire recruiting process um, about like making sure that like I'm the one making the decision for my future. They definitely on the visits would kind of like pinpoint some of the things they liked and didn't like. And we would talk about it after, uh, but they really communicated to me and made it feel like it's my decision and it's 
my choice of where I want to play ball next. Um, so even though since my whole family basically went there and both my sisters there right now, like if, if UW wasn't for me, if I didn't enjoy it that much, then I probably wouldn't have gone there just because it's a family school. Cause I, I felt like then I would be shorthanding myself um, and just kind of like doing what my family wants, but definitely was something both my family uh, and myself wanted a lot. So, and, and for yeah. selfish reasons, how close was Oregon to snagging you? They, they were very close. I'll be honest. Um, I was going in. So UW offered end of June. Um, I, cause I was, they had their, um, their camp at the end of June. It usually was like towards the beginning when I went, uh, I went both, uh, let's see, sophomore. Yeah. Going into sophomore year and going into junior year. Uh, I went both of those camps and all that and had a lot of fun. Um, but I wasn't able to make it to the last one uh, because of uh, basketball team camp over in Eastern Washington. Um, and I, I told the coaches that cause they were asking me about it um, and if I was going to be there. And then um, coach Pete was like, Hey, um, we want you to like, come on by uh, before you leave to your camp, just since you're not going to be here for ours, uh, just so we can like talk a little football and just kind of like um, talk before. Cause the whole summer was a dead zone. Um, so they were like, Oh, just come before. Like we can chat. And I had, I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Like had no idea and all that. Um, and then obviously they offered and the rest is history, but definitely like before UW offered, I was, I was getting close where I was like, dude, like, like, I don't know, like I'm love Cause I loved uh, definitely like my top were kind of like Oregon, uh, Cal, Utah, uh, Wisconsin, just kind of like those schools. And I was just, it was, it was hard. Like I, I couldn't have picked right away. Um, but Oregon definitely was one of my top schools through all that. Was there a moment or something that finally sealed the deal that you were going to become a Husky? I would say the final decision was, so I, I was up in my, so they offered and I pretty sure I committed, I think it was four days later. Um, but I was with all my friends the night before and um, we were just sitting there and I was, I was driving around and I, I just really the whole entire time I was thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, like this has been a dream of mine to go like we've had season tickets uh, to UW football games since we moved here back in second grade uh, for me. So I just have grown up watching them and I've always dreamed and kind of pictured myself running out of that tunnel and just hearing uh, 70,000 fans just cheering, cheering the, uh, the team on and all that. So I think it was when I was driving, I'm like, dude, like my childhood dream could come true if I just decided to commit to UW and every, I, all the other boxes were checked for me. So I was like, you know what? Like I'm doing it. Like I'm not, I'm not waiting any longer. There's no need to wait. I don't need, I don't want to take any other uh, visits. Uh, Cause I only took two official visits, one in Northwestern and then one uh, to UW uh, in December. But I was like, I, I, I know, like I don't need to take any more visits. So um, when I, even before I told coaches or my family, I went and uh, texted uh, this kid Spencer Klein, who actually now works on their editing team uh, there at UW, and I'm like, hey, like I need you to make me a commitment uh, edit and all that. And he obviously knew exactly what was going on, so he was all fired up because he's he's obviously a big UW fan and all that. Uh, so I sent him some pictures, uh, kind of told a few of my friends, and then went home uh, the next day. Didn't tell any of my family and all that. Uh, called Coach Gregory, um, 
up and then I, I was in our game room when I did that uh told him and then uh, he gave the phone to coach Pete uh talked to him for a little bit told him that, that I wanted to be a dog and they're all fired up and all that and then went downstairs my dad's sitting in his office I'm like hey guess what he's like oh what like had no idea I'm like oh yeah um, looks like there's gonna be another dog uh going through this room and, and he was like wait what and I was like yeah like I, I just called him I just committed so he was all fired up and then yeah, and then my mom was at the store, and then she came home, um, and I was just kind of, like, waiting on the couch for her, and then I told her that same exact thing. She was all – she was going crazy, and then uh, I called my grandparents and told them because that, that honestly was a big part for me was wherever I went, I just wanted to uh, – e- even if I'm playing or not, if, if I'm on the bench or out on special teams or whatever, I just wanted to be able to be at a place where my family could get to – um, and like being able to watch me, especially uh, both my grandparents, because I'm super close with both sets of them. Um, and they've been kind of big throughout this whole like recruitment process. Like my grandpa went on uh, my Utah and Wisconsin visit with me. It was just me and him. Uh, and that was definitely something special and something that I'll remember. Um, but just something somewhere where I can go that both of them um, and my whole entire family will be able to see me play um, basically every single year of college um so that was a big decision for me so so you mentioned coach Pete a couple of times in the last couple of answers uh Mm -hmm. was that a burden on you when coach Pete decided to to kind of retire and Jimmy Lake take over or what did you kind of just take that in stride I I just took it and went with it um obviously I had no impact on his decision to uh step down and kind of retire as the head coach there uh, at the University of Washington. And obviously it's, it was his decision, it's his life. Uh, he thought that was best for him. And I completely support that because um, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be forced to do something that you don't feel is right or you're not comfortable with. Um, and if he thought that was the best decision for himself um, and for his family, then I'm, I'm a hundred percent supportive for that. Um, and then right when I found it, I think they made that transition I, the, as smooth as it could be. Um, instead of li- leaving all those commits and all the players just kind of like wondering, all right, like, well, who's next? Like, who's going to be the coach now? Um, but I love how they announced coach like right away um, th- as the head coach of University of Washington. And honestly, I'm I'm fired up for it. I think I my few interactions with him, uh, just like on the phone and in person, and all that have been nothing but nothing but good. Um, and he's just an awesome guy and someone that I would love to play for. Uh, so I, I'm very happy uh, that he's the one taking over. Well, and he's the defensive guy too. So that's got to exactly. go well for you. Yeah. And have, having a defensive mind at head coach is definitely, definitely a good thing for defensive Absolutely. players. Obviously. Yeah. And who who sure. hosted you for your visits? Uh, Drew Fowler. So, um, Drew Fowler. yeah. So he's from Bellevue. Uh, freshman linebacker there so we we moved from 3a to 4a my junior year so we I played him uh, my sophomore year when he was a junior um, and I'm pretty sure he was I'm pretty sure he was out that game um, but I just remember like kind of like talking with him after the game and all that and like we both like I, I knew who he was obviously just from his talent um, and his ability to play the game of football how he does um, so like I obviously knew of him before um, saw that he went and committed to walk on to UW uh, the year before, and I was I was I was excited for him. I I kind of DM'd him, 
uh, just let him know that that's awesome and all that. And then uh, took the visit. And then right when right when I got there, I saw him walk in, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm your host." I'm like, "Sweet!" So it's someone like that I already knew for for two years. Uh, so it was an awesome time. We went um, just throughout the whole entire weekend, like the space needle, laser tag, uh, just like all this fun stuff. And I just I was kind of almost. I felt bad a little bit, but I was kind of pounding him with all these questions, just like, oh, like, how's it like being just kind of like behind everyone? Because obviously in high school, um, both of us and basically every I feel like most college players, uh, you go from almost being kind of like the star in high school and like one of the better players on the team to being behind being like the fifth string. So I was like, okay, like, like, how have you managed to kind of like deal with that and cope with that and just like continue to work hard knowing that you might not even be able to step on the field this year and like how do you just like kind of keep things going how school and just like all these all these different questions um but he definitely answered all of them and gave me the honest truth about everything and even even some of the things I'm like didn't want to hear but he's like hey well you need to hear it like you need to get prepared and all that but it, it was an awesome visit especially with him as a host and I'm glad that you brought up the fact that, you know, there's, there's a lot of linebackers in this program that are really good linebackers and exactly. you're, you're coming into a pretty stacked linebacker room. Yeah. What about you is going to propel you to the top of that depth chart? Um, I think what's big on that is uh, my football IQ and just like what I mentioned before, just kind of like uh, being able to just replays faster than, um, than the average show, I guess. Um, but I feel like that definitely, and obviously I, I, I'm going to need to gain weight. I can't, can't control my height, but I feel like I'm pretty good height for an inside linebacker. But definitely uh, being able to bulk up and put on some weight will definitely help me a lot because there's, there's a good amount of big linebackers uh, that are going to be in that room. And just kind of like being able to compete with them throughout practice uh, to show that I truly belong there um, and belong to – like and kind of like deserve to uh, no matter what what year it's going to be um but i just feel like my ability to kind of like learn the game uh will definitely help me uh in that aspect carson thanks for coming on man you you taught me a whole bunch just talking to you yeah tap, having, having you on for this it, it's obvious that you know the game of football at a really deep level and uh you know i think that's definitely going to be your strength heading into your first fall camp man all right there's carson bruner Right off the bat, this kid knows football. Yeah, I think I didn't talk to him about it, but I think what I really like about him, he seems like a high motor kind of guy. Yeah. And as a middle linebacker, that's really what you want out of out of your you know your kind of your team captain, your defensive captain. And he kind of strikes me as a Ben Burke Curvin type of a guy, a little bit undersized, but has the ability to get around blocks and make the tackles anyways, which is what I'm really excited about. Yeah, absolutely. He's about to walk onto campus in the fall to start his bachelor's degree, but he's ready for a master's course on football. The way that that kid's going to get on the field is his brain. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for fourth and inches, a Husky podcast. Make sure you rate and review, share it with your friends. Give us those five stars. And for more daily content, make sure you check out si.com forward slash college forward slash Washington. Go dogs. Go dogs.